0: Hello, welcome back, Unfiltered Family. Why are you laughing at me already? (laughs) I don't know. It's just exciting. (laughs) Welcome back, you guys. This is our third episode of the podcast. We're so glad that you have hung in there with us and. This week was really exciting. We launched the podcast officially, publicly, and it's gone over so well. We've had such a great response and so much support. So we love you and we appreciate you.
1: Yeah, our views are growing each day. Our subscribers are growing each day and we appreciate you guys. Keep following us because we're going to get better and things are going to get better. (laughs) We're excited.
0: Things are already pretty good. Things are good. I'm impressed for having a newborn.
1: Yeah, we've been on top of it. We have. So, in this episode, we are going to talk about our first month as parents.
0: Yeah, our first month with Olivia, what's been good, what's been hard, the ins and the outs, the nitty-gritty. We're going to let you know everything.
1: Yeah, the nitty-gritty. Why?
0: You, that's a thing that people say.
1: Maybe in like the 50s.
0: <laughs> Whatever. What are you drinking?
1: Um, tonight, I'm drinking coffee.
0: That is I so weird.
1: realized that I've had alcohol in every episode, and I'm kind of tired tonight. Do so. you want to
0: prove to everyone that you're not an alcoholic. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe that. Um, but just tired, and so I'm drinking some Phil's coffee, which is off the hook delicious.
0: Yeah, it's almost 10 p.m. Baby is finally asleep. It's really nice outside if you hear a little rustling. It's the breeze going through the trees, and it's so nice because it's been like 100 for years.
1: Yeah, today was the first day that it wasn't over 80 in
0: probably like eight months
1: yep beautiful
0: so nice um so i'm drinking something called O vine alcohol free gently sparkling wine water
1: it's what we talked about in the last episode i couldn't remember the name of it but it's the wine water that i brought up
0: it is so good and it tastes just like wine um well maybe not just like wine you can definitely taste the wine in it because it's so here's the thing It's non-alcoholic, and I drank it while I was pregnant, because they use the skin of the grape, so they make wine, and then when they take off like the skins and the seeds from the batch of wine, they reuse it to make wine water. So there's no alcohol in it, but it has the same flavors. It's really good, it's sparkling, it's refreshing, and I'm feeling it.
1: Yeah, I love it. It, When I took my three months off of drinking, it really helped me get through it, and Mm
0: -hmm. it has
1: the flavor of alcohol. Like it, It just gives you that... I don't know, it tricks your brain or something. To, it's
0: refreshing. Yeah, it Eric like um, Eric gave up alcohol with me at the end of my pregnancy since I couldn't drink either. And um it was a nice little little time.
1: And I've also given it to some friends and they agree that it has a good wine flavor.
0: Yeah, it does. I agree. So go find it. It's called Ovine.
1: There will be a picture on the Instagram, so it is a reason to go follow us on Instagram.
0: Yeah, if you're not already following our um, podcast Instagram, go follow us at Griffin Unfiltered Podcast. We post uh, inspiring content, stuff from episodes, we'll do some fun giveaways and contests, and we just have a lot of good stuff there. So go follow Griffin Unfiltered Podcast.
1: So... Let's get into it. What are the highs and lows of the week?
0: I thought you were going to say let's get into it and talk about the topic again. Because nope. that's what you did last week. You <laughs> forgot about highs and lows. Yeah, I'm getting better. <laughs> um, you can go first, mostly because I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, so let's start with some lows. Um, the lows this week would be, for me, going back to work. Uh, is going to be a shift a change it's we've been going for a month of transitioning to life with a newborn with both of us being here and i think me going back to work is going to be a new transition that we're going to have to get used to
0: yeah yeah i'm not looking forward to that at and all.
1: I, I think it'll be good because i'll be able to be home for two days monday and tuesday and then i'll have to go to work wednesday thursday friday so it'll help ease the transition a little bit
0: yeah Thankfully, because of COVID, he won't be in the office five days a week. It's only like a half of a week. The other days he works from home. So it'll be nice to have his help for those days.
1: And in regards to my highs, I have a lot. So (laughs) I actually took notes this time to kind of be a little prepared since we're getting better at the whole podcast thing. But the weather is a high. So nice.
0: The low. We cleaned the whole garage today and didn't sweat once.
1: That's your high.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I
1: like sweating when I work in the garage.
0: Ew. <laughs> no, having to shower and wash your hair every time you sweat is such a hassle.
1: Well, I don't have a lot of hair, so <laughs> washing it's not a big deal. Um, so the weather, lowering, I can wear a sweater, is pretty nice. Um, we got to go shopping yesterday, and the kid was great. It was amazing. We went out to dinner. We went to Marshall's. We went to costco and ross all in one night without stopping and there was one breastfeeding in the car in the middle livy wasn't upset she wasn't grumpy she was just kind of along for the ride and yeah. it was nice to know that we can do it
0: it was a fun family friday night you're stealing my highs and lows
1: oh uh, you can just say yeah i agree at the end. <laughs> um so probably the highest of highs for this week was i got a new pair of sweatpants
0: oh my gosh these freaking pants
1: they're under armor i don't know cotton light pants whatever but they fit amazing and (laughs) if you can find like a good pair of sweatpants you don't want to take them off
0: (laughs) it gives you something to look forward to at night
1: every single night i can't wait to go put them on
0: yep all right is that it
1: i think so i think that's my highs
0: i like it that's good all right.
1: What about let's you? See. Lows, highs,
0: middle Lows. ground? Stuff. My low, honestly, yesterday I was having a lot of anxiety um, and I haven't had anxiety in so long. I used to struggle with anxiety and then I got pregnant and I don't know if it was the hormones or what, but I felt amazing. Um, Didn't really have anxiety at all while I was pregnant or panic. And then yesterday, I just started feeling really antsy and really anxious. Um, I was kind of just relaxing with the baby for the most part of the day. And I'm kind of like a high drive personality. I like to accomplish things. And um, I I can definitely rest, but I just started to feel really like, what have I done today? It was like 2 p.m. and I'd just been sitting on the couch feeding the baby all day. And I don't know it just it put me in such a funk and I was in a really weird place so um yeah that was definitely my low I had a lot of anxiety yesterday and I think a lot of it was related to you going back to work tomorrow like I knew that it was coming and that was just in the back of my mind the whole time it was giving me a lot of anxiety
1: do you think it also might have been that I was out of the house a bunch yesterday too because I had a go get tires yeah you were gone gone a
0: lot and so it just was reminding me of like this is what my days are gonna be like from now on and that that gave me a lot of anxiety because I was like oh my gosh what if I have to go to the bathroom and you know I have to leave the baby in her little lounger and the dog's Lick her to death.
1: The dog's a watcher.
0: (laughs) Or what if I have changed my 5,000th dirty diaper and I just can't do another one?
1: Oh, yeah. You're not going to have any relief. You're going to have to change diapers all day. Or
0: what if my boobs run out of milk? Or what if she won't stop crying? There's so many things that could happen.
1: Well, you have help. Who? We have family. The dog? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have the dogs. You can go on a walk. You can go talk to the neighbors
0: what the hell (laughs) that would be so weird can you imagine me showing up at the neighbor's house i knock on their door crying with olivia crying can you make us some cookies that'd be real funny (laughs) so anyways that's gonna be an interesting week so that's probably my low having some anxiety about things um my high we went on a real date you guys it was so fun it was so needed Um, I got gluten-free pasta. It was delicious. It was just, oh, it was so good. The baby slept the whole time. It felt like a real date night. Um, It really like filled up my tank. And then like Eric said, we went shopping. That was really fun. Oh, got to reposition. That was really fun. And um, I just kind of felt like, hey, we're doing normal life again, but we're like, doing it with a baby and I was just really proud of us that we got out of the house we enjoyed each other we went on a date and you know brought the baby along and made it work I think that that was really encouraging not just because it was fun doing it but just knowing that we can do it moving forward and that life can be somewhat normal
1: yeah and I think it's good to um, be able to incorporate our life into other people's lives and it was nice when we went to dinner that our waiter was expecting a baby and he said that they were, what, seven months pregnant or something mm-hmm. and getting ready to have one and he was really nervous and all that stuff and we were really able to speak into him and tell him it's not as hard as everybody makes it sound. So you, you'll you be able to work together. You'll be able to figure it out and every journey is a little different, but you can do this.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And I felt like he really, when we left, he was really encouraged and excited to kind of see that we were out doing it and we had him one month old, you know?
0: Yeah. And he seemed a little bit alarmed that I ate my whole pasta. (laughs) He came back and was like, oh, wow, it's empty. And I was like, listen, man, I'm breastfeeding, okay? I'm always hungry. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. On that note, we're going to start talking about Olivia's first month of life. Because it was definitely not what I expected. And um, there were some major highs and lows this month.
1: Yeah. And so this is just our journey. Um, like I kind of said, every journey is different. So we just want to share some insights. It, if you are expecting or have a youngster, it might be the same. It might be similar. It might be completely different. So hopefully you get something good out of this.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, So starting with the first day, coming home from the hospital, it was funny because I imagined the ride home being really uh, scary. Everyone says it like gives you so much anxiety to drive home with a newborn baby, but we were chilling
1: yeah it was cool we had
0: the radio on i think we might have had the window down and we were just driving home yeah
1: it it was nice because kaiser's only five miles or so from my house so it wasn't too far but it, it just didn't seem any different it seemed like she just belonged in our lives
0: Yeah, totally. We got home. We were so exhausted because we hadn't really had any solid sleep in the hospital. There's always noises or people coming in and out. And so um, actually the first thing that we did home is when we got home was I made like a huge... Do you remember that? I made like a food platter for us. No. (laughs) But I was so tired and we didn't have a lot (laughs) that I made chicken nuggets, um, charcuterie cheese uh lunch meat deli turkey and a big thing of ketchup and i just put it all on a plate <laughs> oh and orange juice and such a weird combo <laughs> <laughs> and we went upstairs and ate it in bed the baby slept um and then we took a nap for like two hours and it was so nice
1: uh, i remember the nap that was amazing and you don't it-
0: remember feeding me chicken nuggets in bed no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it was also really nice that first couple of days when we came home because the dogs weren't here so yeah. we kind of we came home to an empty house and we were able to transition ourselves into an environment with a newborn and then they came in like two or three days later
0: totally yeah my my parents had them which was really nice um so the night that she was home um my mom came over to meet her and um we just kind of relaxed people brought us food which was nice and, honestly, I don't even remember the... I, like, barely remember the first week.
1: Yeah, me too. We didn't sleep a ton. But we'll no. Because we had to get up every two hours and feed her and stuff. Um, at the time, we were doing... It was colostrum or whatever you call it. Is that mm-hmm. right? Colostrum. Yeah. And the nurses were saying that you're producing enough for twins. Yeah. So we were pretty excited about that, thinking, oh, she's going to be so well-fed and there's going to be so much milk and all this stuff. So we're
0: thinking we're doing a great job, and then we took her to her little two-day... Check up, which is two days after they're born, they have to be assessed and, and weighed. And basically they don't do much except see if they've gained mm-hmm. or lost weight. Well, all babies lose weight, but they want to see how much weight they've lost. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking we were going to be totally fine because I have so much colostrum and I should have so much milk. Um, and she had lost a lot of weight. And so I was a little bit alarmed. Um, the doctor was a little bit worried. So they set up, uh, this was on a Friday. So they set up an appointment for us on Saturday, the very next day. Um, With a lactation consultant To see if her weight was continuing to go down And on Saturday If it had continued to go down We would have to start supplementing her And so that kind of woke (laughs) woke me up Freaked me out I was like wait what Like I thought she was I thought she was going to be fine So we went to the lactation consultant The next day And I thought like She's going to be great You know She must be getting enough It's going to be fine And she had lost even more weight And was now in like A dangerously low zone which was extremely stressful um the lactation consultant told us that we would have to start supplementing formula because my milk still hadn't come in yet your milk is supposed to come in maybe like three to four days after giving birth but because i was induced and i was so filled with fluids um, and artificial hormones i guess i never knew but that can make your milk come in later it can delay it so basically the baby's sitting there hungry because their stomach grows in size every single day and you don't have the milk to feed them. So that was so stressful. I felt like kind of a failure. I felt like I had like failed Olivia. I was mostly really scared because babies don't really have any weight to lose. So knowing that she had lost so much weight was really alarming. And I remember we went to, right after this appointment, I was trying to kind of keep it together. I was like, it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we'll give her formula until my milk comes in. And then we went to um, Jack's, a restaurant by us to get lunch to go Um, because I was stressed at this point, we weren't really making any meals the first week or two. We basically just bought food, but we were at Jack's Eric was inside getting our food and I called my mom just to give her an update on what was going on. And I just like totally lost it. Um,
1: and there was like a crazy Trump rally with thousands of cars. Oh, I'm
0: getting to that. So I'm on the phone with my mom, and I'm sobbing mascara down my face the whole nine yards. And um, I just felt so scared that she was going to keep losing weight. And what happens if she can't gain weight? What happens if I never get milk? there's so many unknowns. And I just, I mean, we were only like three days postpartum. So this is, your hormones are crazy, just the whole thing.
1: It's all super so new.
0: So as I'm sitting there sobbing, just feeling so anxious, baby's in the back seat, Eric's inside getting food. These trucks start pulling through the parking lot with, like, huge Trump flags on the back. And they start doing, like, loop-de-loops, like, right around where we're parked. And Yelling I was, like, and
1: screaming and blowing horns. And...
0: I was like, what the hell is going on? And so as I'm sitting there crying on the phone to my mom, this whole Trump rally starts, <laughs> okay? Like hundreds of cars are flooding into this parking lot and I'm already feeling so vulnerable and scared and stressed that I'm like, I need to get out of here. This is ridiculous. We're going to get shot. Someone's going to get shot. This is stressing me out. The noises, the horns, the honking, it was just, it was too much. So I just, it was such a weird juxtaposition even now thinking back because... I'm sitting there like as the Trump rally is going and we're leaving the parking lot and I just like couldn't stop crying and I was so scared about being able to feed my baby and I remember telling Eric it's so stupid that people care about politics when like not not that it is stupid that people care but I, I just remember feeling like it was so unimportant in my life at that moment you know who I was gonna vote for was so much less important than what if my baby can't eat or what if I can't feed her it just felt like such a weird it was weird. It, it was stressful. It just didn't
1: matter at the time. I mean, we had a couple of conversations, too, in that newborn... I mean, we're still in the it stage, been in the first couple of weeks, that nothing else mattered. The social media didn't matter. Politics didn't matter. What your friends said about you or whatever. Like, nothing mattered at that point.
0: Yeah. You're trying to keep this tiny baby human alive who's so vulnerable, and it's just... It's a crazy... It really... It messes with your brain, and it really changes your priorities a lot. Um, so...
1: So at the time, she, they like to allow you to lose up to 10%. I think we were at 11, 11 and a half at that point. And she got we, down to
0: like 13, though.
1: Okay, so then we're down at 13. And then that was the day where we were kind of like, okay, well, we're going to have to supplement some formula.
0: Yeah, so since I was crying and I called my mom, she was like, okay, I'm coming right over. So she came over, she took us to Target, we got some baby formula, and that, that broke my heart, too. I just Not that there's anything wrong with formula feeding your baby, but... I just wanted to know that I had the milk to feed her and, and I couldn't at the moment. So that was really hard um, and really sad. It's just <sighs>
1: unexpected too. It yeah. wasn't what we were thinking about at that time. We are just thinking she was going to latch and jump on the boob and get fed that way and gain weight normal. And...
0: No one tells you that breastfeeding can be like this whole journey that's really hard. They make it sound like they just come out of the womb and latch on and it's like mm-hmm. happy from that point on. That's not how it is. yeah it was quite the journey so we ended up supplementing her with formula for a few days as my milk was starting to come in it did come in which is awesome and when it came in it came in with a fiery fury
1: it was pretty cool (laughs) and when you had all the colostrum and stuff i remember that i used to have to help milk you for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. um but i remember when the milk came in and i just gave it one squeeze and it just started dripping like crazy and we're like oh my god that is different it's
0: a very graphic story Yes. (laughs) That's how it happened. Um, so it was weird because I went from not having any milk worried if I was going to produce it to overproducing and it came in, it came in hot. Um, so then I was engorged and had too much milk and, um, that was really painful and super uncomfortable. And it was so, um, difficult for the baby to latch because it's like, there was just too much coming out. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a lot. So, we ended up having, um, long story short, we had a neighbor who lives down the street text Eric and say, if you guys need any help with anything, my wife knows a lot about breastfeeding and, you know, she would love to, to talk to you guys, so just text her.
1: It was really so, random. It was out of nowhere. Nobody knew that we were really having troubles with breastfeeding or anything. And, and um, we don't,
0: like, talk to
1: them. No, it was someone we've seen at Moxa, the bar down the street, a couple times, and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's a... a just someone you say hi to when you drive by you know um but nobody knew kind of what was going on and when we'd been going to the lactation consultant that was with our provider it just wasn't helping um we got some comments that we just had a fussy baby she was never gonna breastfeed you're gonna have to formula feed the whole time and it's just not gonna work and basically just sounded like you should just give up and just substitute
0: yeah, she wasn't helpful at all. I was like, why do you get paid for this? You're not doing anything. So I, my mama intuition was like, this lady sucks. I need someone different. So this guy, this neighbor, text Eric. I ended up texting his wife, and she ended up being so helpful, such a godsend. I do believe in, like, God things and divine intervention, and I know for a fact that she was meant to be put in our path, this random neighbor.
1: Can we say um, names?
0: No. (laughs) And she ended up helping me with my latch, what could be going wrong with my engorgement. Just for maybe like 24, 36 hours, we were texting pretty much nonstop. So she ended up saying at the end of our conversation, hey, if you need additional help, um, this lactation consultant comes really highly recommended. She's in our area. You know, she's private, so you pay out of pocket, but she's amazing. So at that point, I was kind of like, I am so down. I will take any help I can get. Um, I was so depressed at that point. We had to go to the store and buy like bottles for her to put the formula in. And at this point, because she didn't even want to latch on my boob at this point, she would just like scream at it. Um and headbutt your boob. And, and headbutt me and, 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 and like hit with her little fists. And I just didn't know what to do. So I just remember being in such a low place and needing the help that I texted this lady, this lactation consultant. And I said, hi, I don't know you. But I'm really hopeless. Um, I had a baby five days ago, and I really need help with breastfeeding. Can I come in like as soon as possible? So she said, "Sure, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Come in." So I just that gave me my first like glimmer of hope of maybe she'll be different than the other lactation consultant who sucked. Maybe she'll give us like something helpful. My expectations were pretty low, and she blew it out of the water. This woman is amazing. She is a godsend. She is the best lactation consultant I've ever met or heard of. She used to be a NICU nurse, and she. Um, just knows everything about boobs and babies. She's brilliant. She's like the baby whisperer. She taught us everything from breastfeeding, getting my supply, um, lowered so that it wasn't like so painful um like better latch positions for the baby how to burp the baby better um different like timings for feedings just so much she was amazing her name is shawnee and her company name i guess her Mm -hmm. name is faithful lactation consulting in rockland california she is amazing if you or you know anyone with a baby needs help she is the one to go see because she is the baby whisperer
1: Yeah, she taught us a ton and and just gave us some hope. She has a a Christian background, which is like we have. And it was just so nice to have somebody with a a peaceful mindset. Just be like, it's going to be okay. We're going to make this work. Um, Yeah, she's a little fussy, but we're going to figure it out.
0: Yeah, she had so many tips and tricks. And she was... When we came in so hopeless for multiple appointments, she was never hopeless. She was never um, flustered. She always had answers and solutions. And she she whipped our baby into shape so after only three weeks of seeing her three appointments we actually got graduated olivia was doing so well um that she could stop going because she's now latching and breastfeeding amazing but a big part of that journey was um our lactation consultant, this woman, Shawnee, who was amazing, she ended up telling us that Olivia had mouth ties, which I had never even really heard of or didn't really know anything about, which is where your tongue and your lip are still attached to your mouth and they should be um, unattached. And basically it prevents the baby from latching and sucking and getting any milk. So that was why she was so angry.
1: It just it restricts everything. It restricts your tongue so that you can't stick your tongue fully out of your mouth. You can't properly pull the nipple in as far as it needs to go. You can't um, extend your upper lip to create an actual suction. Like, there's just so many limitations that we didn't even know about. And we actually asked previous um, doctors, I guess, if there was any issues. And they just kind of said no because they were a little more conservative. Um, But going to this, going to Shawnee's, she said, yeah, there's some limitations that if we were To get these fixed it's going to completely help her latch and it's going to help her to breastfeed
0: and at first we didn't want to have to do like a surgical procedure on her so it scared the crap out of me yeah so we weren't sure if we wanted to do it but we ended up having two other separate people confirm her mouth ties um by looking in her mouth and that's when we realized this is a real issue and if i do want to breastfeed her she's just gonna need this she's gonna need to get it done so we went to the dentist it's a dentist who does it they have like a laser that that cuts the little pieces of skin and, and it opens a, up uh, their mouth
1: sorry it's a co2 laser which is really cool because it uh is so cold that it numbs the area as it's cutting it so there's no pain for the baby which is really nice there's
0: no pain for the baby and it also there's no bleeding because the co2 laser cauterizes the wound as it's cutting it so there's no bleeding which is amazing if you get it done at a traditional doctor they use scissors which does cause bleeding and Mm. um, takes longer to heal so i was i didn't want to be in there for the procedure i couldn't handle seeing her little baby body on a dentist chair with a laser in her mouth i just couldn't do it they put me in the back room where we where we breastfeed her afterwards because it calms them down and helps them get used to their new mouth. So I was back there. Eric was with her.
1: It was pretty crazy. They uh, they threw her in a swaddle and kind of swaddled her arms down so she couldn't really move her arms. And then they put her in this little, like, neck brace type thing to prevent her head from moving around a bunch, prevent her body from moving. And then he was just kind of like, okay, here we go. And he jumped in with the little CO2 laser And it only took about a minute, but a minute seemed like eternity when you have your little five-day-old baby laying on a dentist chair, screaming her head off. Not because she's in pain, but because people are screwing around in her mouth. It was a lot to handle, and it, it was pretty hard to see. I didn't think it'd be that hard, but sitting there, I was starting to tear up just seeing her frustrated. And, you know, you think she's in pain, but she really wasn't.
0: Um it was traumatizing for sure.
1: But it was only about a minute which I think
0: it was harder on us than it was <laughs> yeah on her and just um for the record too it doesn't only help breastfeeding cuz it's not just like let me put my baby through this so that I can feed them for 6 months or whatever um the tongue ties and mouth ties Affect them as they grow up. It can, um, they can, as children have like lisps and speech delays, they can have TMJ and jaw problems. They can be more likely to need braces and have tooth issues. So, there's other things that it that it would benefit her long term. Um, and I, like I said, I think it was harder on us than it was on her. But um, she was really uncomfortable and kind of in a little bit of pain for the next few days but um she had such a better latch i was so shocked at the night and day difference from her just like barely being able to hang on and crying when i was trying to feed her to being like a fully functioning suckling little baby i
1: think it took about two days where she was in pain and she'd latch some and then she'd get fussy and we'd have to feed her with a syringe or a bottle or it was kind of a you know navigating the water for the first couple days trying to figure out how it would look and uh i think day three it just kind of all came together and i remember waking up that morning she just took a full feed and we were both like oh my gosh this is actually going to work yeah which was crazy because the dentist and uh, shawnee and everybody said that you know sometimes it could take a week sometimes it could take two weeks
0: they have to get used to their new mouth because Mm -hmm. it feels different after the adjustment but she she did great
1: yeah, it was a blessing and it just totally changed our outlook on everything and it made everything so much easier that she could be fully fed from the boob.
0: Yeah, it it gave me so much confidence in having to go places, going to family's house, going on outings because before we had to take a huge bag with um, frozen breast milk, a syringe, a bottle, my pump. Um, a breastfeeding pillow, all of these different things, because we didn't know if she would eat and what te- what avenue she would like want it. If she'd want a bottle, if she'd want a syringe, if if she refused to eat and I'd have to pump, it was just really stressful. And so now she is streamlined where it's just the boob all the time, and we can go wherever, and I can pop into the car and breastfeed her or. Um, whatever works for us it's just so nice knowing that it's simpler now and she's getting more than enough she's gaining weight beautifully Um, I wouldn't say too much babies can't really gain too much weight but she's gaining even more than they would expect about double the amount daily that they expect because I'm producing a really good amount of milk and she's a really great eater Um, and so she went from being this underweight baby that was so frail and we were so worried about her to like she's a lot heartier now than she was three weeks ago.
1: She's starting to get some rolls.
0: I don't know, she's rolls. not roly-poly yet. But Her she's, legs are getting a little chub. She definitely is starting to look like a, um, a filled in little baby, not mm-hmm. just like a newborn. Definitely. And sleeping has been nice. I feel like we sleep a lot. Um, I was so worried about sleep. People make it sound like you're never gonna sleep again when you have a newborn, but it's actually been super doable. Like you do have to wake up every two to four hours, but um she i mean they sleep between that so you wake up for maybe half an hour and then you get like three hours of sleep so it's really not that bad But you get like between seven and nine hours of sleep a night
1: yeah i think it was hard at first the
0: first week was hard because mm-hmm. she wanted to be awake every hour and a half or so well,
1: and we just had to feed her so much like we were on a schedule where we were going well and
0: she wasn't able to eat it was more like frustrating than anything but now that it's streamlined and she's happier and eating more it's been it's been easy peasy
1: yeah, now we're getting a couple four-hour blocks at night, which is pretty nice. And she's still gaining plenty of weight. She's gaining about an ounce and a half every day for the most part.
0: Yeah, she's doing great. So um, is there anything else you want to mention about the first month? She's been doing great. She doesn't really... She, yesterday, I got her first like little smile. I was playing with her cheeks, and she smiled like at me. And that was so exciting because for the most part, they just... Um, kind of like look into the distance and they look like right past you babies can't really see very well their eyesight's terrible and they don't really learn to to look at you or to smile or to really like respond to faces um until they're a little bit older so that mm. was super exciting and super rewarding um yeah
1: yeah i just wanted to talk about the mouth ties a little bit more um It's more common than you would think. Um, We'd never really heard of it. We'd never really talked about it. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And then everybody I talked to after that was like, yeah, my kids did it too. And it was really surprising to talk to our community and have everybody be like, yeah, it's pretty normal. Like we had to do it too because nobody talks about it. It's, It's such a...
0: No Um, one talks about anything related to newborns. They throw you into it. And every single thing that's come up, I've been like, why has no one told me about this? Like, why is there no book on that?
1: I guess it's probably because we never had a kid. So people wouldn't talk to us about kid stuff, really.
0: I don't know. I just, there's been, it's such a learning curve. It's such a learning curve. And in terms of my recovery and my body in this first month, I have felt pretty good. Um, I didn't have a really um, bad birth in terms of like tearing and blood loss, and so I felt like I've been able to recover pretty easily. My body has been doing really well, and I think a huge part of that was um, how much I like stayed fit and and did workouts while I was pregnant. Because and honestly, one of the big reasons why I stayed fit during pregnancy was because they say it makes postpartum so much easier. That if you're fit during your pregnancy that you'll heal a lot better and a lot sooner and a lot quicker and I have totally felt that. It's been nothing like I expected. I had all of these things prepared and I haven't really needed any of my postpartum supplies. I just kind of used some of the stuff the hospital gave us. Very minimal. And my body started to feel back to normal pretty quick. Um, so I have felt really great. The only symptom that I've had for the last month on and off that's been super annoying and frustrating has been um, dizziness will come and go where I feel like the room is spinning or off kilter. Or if I get up too quick or move my head like too quick, I get really dizzy randomly So that's been super annoying. But if I chug enough water and if I sleep enough, that tends to kind of help to curb it. Um, But I mean, I'll take that considering how bad postpartum could have been. I could have had crazy bleeding and physical issues. I could have had to recover from a C-section, but um, it's been pretty good. I feel good.
1: It was cool to see the whole journey too. I think it was nice that Before getting pregnant we were both really big into CrossFit and kind of like heavier weight exercises but then you can't really do that with a baby in your stomach and the weight's different and everything and the distribution so you learned Pilates and it actually you were saying toned you up in different ways that you didn't even know about before but it was just easier movements that limited easier workouts that limited your movement
0: yeah i mean when you're like huge you are not about to go on a jog so um pilates was amazing mostly because you can do it sitting down or laying down the leg workouts you do laying down um and it's lots of just like your own body weight with your legs and the arm workouts you do sitting down so that was amazing when i was like eight nine months pregnant and didn't have the energy to do anything else but i really think that staying physically fit definitely helped with the The recovery postpartum. But another thing that's been really surprising for me postpartum is I expected to feel some amount of postpartum depression or anxiety. I I know that I've experienced those in the past, like I've said on the last podcast. Um, And that makes you a little bit more prone to having postpartum depression and I don't know I just wanted to prepare myself for that so like you and I talked about postpartum depression a lot while I was pregnant what we would do I had like a whole plan I had a counselor in place I had a doctor and medication in place in case I needed it I have felt amazing like I love being a mom I love her I love my life more than ever I love my body more than ever I love my family more than ever I feel happier than I've ever felt and um, I'm just so so relieved I know that not everyone is that lucky and I just feel so so grateful that my mind and my body have responded so well to postpartum because it could have been a very different story I know that it's really hard for a lot of people
1: yeah I know you you prepared for the worst and kind of just got your mindset for all of that but the transition has been really nice and you've handled it Better than ever expected, and you impress me every day with how well you've taken to and how natural of a mother it looks like you were born for this.
0: Thank you. That's so nice. I feel the same about you. You were born to be a mother. (laughs) Well, thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about us doing CrossFit, but what about baby fit? (laughs) What do you mean? Baby fit.
0: Baby fit, yeah.
1: We haven't talked about baby fit, it goes along with the mouth ties.
0: I just don't know if people will be interested in
1: baby fit. Baby fit. Okay. So along with the mouth ties, we call it baby fit. It's really like.
0: It's cross CrossFit for babies because it, it works her out. It's like an exercise.
1: It's like muscle stimulating pretty much. It, it's stretching yeah. her out. And... We take her
0: to a body worker slash massage therapist slash physical therapist for babies, for infants. Mm-hmm. It was recommended by our lactation consultant and it has really, really helped her with tension and with pain. It helps her to latch better. Um, she doesn't have the tension that she had after she was born. She if moves her
1: legs and her arms. She doesn't arch her back as much anymore. She's she was just kind of stiff. She cause. can open
0: her jaw a lot more. She had a lot of jaw tension. If you think about it, during the birth process, the baby's head with every contraction is being pushed against your cervix. That's what happens as your uterus contracts. It pulls uh, like a balloon and it pushes the baby into the, the opening over and over and over. And so, you know, I was in labor for like 30 hours. Um, And so her sweet little head was just continually being pushed against my cervix. And, you know, that compresses their neck, it compresses their shoulders. So she came out very, very tense, which is common for a lot of babies. But it was definitely making her latching and eating issues even worse. So we were both a little bit hesitant and skeptical about what an infant body worker would do but it's been actually amazing to see the results and she's so gentle with her i kind of imagined it like is this really intense thing or like a chiropractor that would like whip her around and Mm -hmm. snap her in half but um it's really it's really mellow Um, she just lays on like a little massage table Um, olivia does and um she just kind of massages her muscles and and massages i don't know she's like an expert with physio and physiotherapy Mm -hmm. and what points need to be relaxed and where the tension's coming from and oh her her jaw is hurting because her shoulder's tight or different things like that and she can literally just feel olivia's body and be like oh she has tension here or we need to do a little bit more work here. So we've had about three or four appointments with her and it's gone so well, Olivia's doing great. She has another one tomorrow and I'm actually gonna get, I'm gonna get it done as well because Olivia has been doing so well and I am so sore that mama needs some attention too. So Olivia's gonna go first and then I'm gonna have my appointment and get worked on and I'm really excited about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool process. It's it's different than massage. It's, she talks about going across the muscles rather than massaging with the muscles and how it really stretches everything out and expresses the muscles. It lets them relax, and it relieves tension. Mm-hmm. And then all of this is associated with the mouth ties. And she we had a, a release on the left side of her mouth, which was causing tension on the right side of her body. And it was pretty cool because we didn't tell her... W- what we got released. We didn't, what do you ma-
0: mean released?
1: We didn't tell her the, to- what, what like, was the tongue, the lip. Mouth? We didn't mention any of that, but she basically just said, Oh, you got this, this, and this done because there's tension here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And she was able to relate what's going on in the body, to what was going on in her mouth. And that was just a really cool thing to hear. Um, and along with all the releases and the muscle work and stuff, something that we had to do, they kept giving us homework is we had to continually stretch out her tongue And stretch out her lip to make sure that the tongue ties don't reconnect as it's healing so that was kind of an adventure
0: Mm -hmm. basically you have to stick your fingers in her mouth and make her cry
1: yeah and I got to do that five times a day for two weeks I told
0: Eric (laughs) I'm not going in there I am not touching that little wound I am like such a queasy person that is all you
1: but it was cool it it didn't bleed or anything and I do it after feeding so she was kind of satisfied and everything and
0: it doesn't hurt them. They're just annoyed that you're that you have your fingers in their mouth and that you're pressing on their tongue.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And so I'd, I'd stretch her out, and then I'd give her a finger to suck on, and it would totally just she'd forget all about it. And it was nice because when we went back for our one week checkup, they were saying that she has healed amazingly, and they said that normally they expect twenty five to thirty percent reattachment, and that we only had five percent. So she was. They were just saying that she was in a world of her own, and she was setting the standard for all the babies.
0: Yeah, who knew an infant needed so many specialists? But because of our little team and our little tribe that we accumulated, Olivia is doing great, and she is a very healthy baby who loves to eat.
1: Yeah, it's totally changed our world, and I think one to two weeks in, we were kind of feeling a little worried and not sure what to expect and not sure where to go or or how to proceed with um, having a newborn and and helping with the feedings and everything and if she was going to latch or what it was going to look like yeah and then week three came and our roles were just totally changed and she was doing great and now we're a month in and it's it's amazing
0: yeah it really does take a village to raise a child we needed a lot of help but I'm so glad that we found it and now with our second baby we're going to be pros we're going to yeah. know what's wrong before they do Yep. So with all of this in this past month, to summarize, what is, what was easier than you expected and what was harder than you expected?
1: I think easier, probably just changing the diapers. (laughs) I, when they first handed me the kid and was like, Hey, uh, I keep seeing the kid when they handed me Olivia, they said, uh, here, go ahead, put the diaper on, lift her up. And I was like, I don't know how to put a diaper on. I don't know how to do this. And now with the amount of diapers that I've changed and the 3, 4, 5 a.m. feedings and changings, I, I'm like a NASCAR pit stop. I <laughs> get that stuff done in like 10 seconds.
0: You're a pro. You could probably do it one-handed. It's impressive. What was harder than you expected?
1: Harder than I expected? Being like separate. So What do you mean? after like when we had the colostrum and like the early feedings, I would help. And, you know, squeeze her boob and help so that she'd get enough um, milk yeah. for each feeding. And then once we got all this work done, I wasn't needed anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was kind of a hard transition because I was like, I don't know what well, to we do. we still
0: need you. I just don't need you to milk me.
1: Yeah. But it was just kind of a weird... I wasn't expecting that transition because I felt like I was so involved in all of it and helping both of you guys with everything that you know when 5 a.m comes around now and you just grab her and throw her in the boob and i can keep sleeping or something i feel like i need to to get up and do something or i need to help in somehow and it's, well, it's a really weird transition to not you know what, have babe? to do anything
0: you can change as many 5 a.m diapers as you want you go ahead and jump in there whenever you want to um all right what
1: about you what was easier or harder for you what are your thoughts
0: easier would be sleep for sure um I like need and love sleep it affects me mentally if I don't have enough sleep and so that's what I was super worried about and everyone tells you you're gonna get like two hours a night it's the worst thing ever and yeah that was true when we were in the hospital but when we got home it was better and sleep has been a lot easier than I expected and a lot more often than I expected so that's been amazing And harder than I expected would be breastfeeding. No one tells you that it's going to be tough and that babies need to learn how to breastfeed. Kind of like a kid needs to learn how to read, that it's a process and they start with step by step and then that you get into a rhythm and that it can take months for you to learn each other. I had no idea. So that was so much harder than I expected. And I'm just so grateful for our little community and our lactation consultant and everyone who's helped along the way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Any surprises?
0: Any surprises other than when she peed on us or. Oh, yeah, that was
1: right. The first day we got home, changed the first diaper, and she peed on us. They warn
0: you that boy babies can have pee explosions when you take their diaper off, that they can just start peeing and it's like a fountain. They don't tell you that girls do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So that was a little shocking.
1: I think it's only happened twice, so we've been yeah, pretty good about it. happened it. twice. I think we've learned that if you kind of wipe your stomach a little bit or you're prepared with mm-hmm. a rag, that you can control it a little bit.
0: Something that surprised me is probably how much I like motherhood. Um, I am someone who likes my personal time, my personal space. Um, I don't I don't know. I just think that before you have a baby, like it's easy to be selfish. And I didn't really want to give up a lot of the things that I was used to. And so I think that something that surprised me was how much I love motherhood and how easily I've taken to it, um, and how much I'm enjoying it. I thought that it, I, I, when I was pregnant, I thought of all of the things that could be hard or uncomfortable, like losing sleep and having to breastfeed and giving up freedom. And I kind of thought of all of the negative things, but until I actually was in it, I couldn't, I didn't know that there were so many positives and I didn't know that I would be enjoying it as much as I am. Yeah. What about you? Did anything surprise you?
1: I think I'm surprised that she's like a little person. I think when you think of a baby, you think they eat, they poop, they cry, and that's just kind of it. But she has such a personality. She is very expressive with her emotions. She has different cries for everything that she needs that you learn as a parent to recognize what she needs based off her cry. If she's mad, if she's in pain, if she's dirty, if she's hungry, like you can really read into your child even at only a month old and it's really cool
0: yeah she totally is a little human and it just feels like we were always made to be a family we took to it really quickly and um we just are obsessed with her like i said i need like 10 more (laughs)
1: let's start with one more
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean if this if the first month is going so well we launched a podcast we're sleeping we cleaned the garage today we can do anything
1: yeah things are going well
0: add 10 more
1: We'll have a little baseball
0: team. (laughs) That's your dream. You can be the baseball coach. That'd be sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed and got something out of this first month of life for Olivia, the highs, the lows, the expected and the unexpected Uh, make sure that you subscribe so that you get notified whenever we make a new episode we're going to be doing weekly episodes Um, so stay tuned we're going to be doing some fun episodes coming up and make sure that you follow our instagram account it's at griffin unfiltered podcast all one word Um, and we would love to see you over there
1: yeah thanks for following
0: cool see you next week
1: have a good night